do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode 59. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. Last week, I shared my reflection on 2020 about some of the work I've been doing and activities I've been involved in. A lot of it focused on the podcast. And after an episode, I have to do some work on the recording. I have to do some editing um, and I get it transcribed and then I read through the transcription. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, I'm sure there's something missing here that I did in 2020. What is it? And then suddenly it was like, oh, yeah. I'm involved in leading a major research project about the value of design and technology education. And it didn't get a mention. So I've been working on it today and I thought I'd use this opportunity to give an update on what we've been doing and what's next. For those of you who haven't listened to previous podcasts where I talk about the research project, firstly, I could say, so what you've been doing. Uh, But secondly, I'll put some links in the show notes so you can have a listen to those. But what we did last year is we moved on uh, quite significantly my PhD work about the value of D&T. And a lot of last year was involved in developing a survey um, that can be used in a number of different settings with children, uh, with teachers, with adults that aren't teachers, to ask them to respond to different statements that are about the value of D&T to tell us how important these values are to them. And that's taken that's taken quite a long time. I got my notes out earlier today and I thought, yeah, I started doing this last January. Um, and back in January, I did some focus groups interviews on Skype before the pandemic. So we were slightly ahead of our time there. Asking people to reflect on the work that had come out of my doctorate. So my doctorate had identified 32 different reasons. I knew they weren't all the reasons for the purpose of DNT, but they were they were some of the reasons. And now what I wanted was more feedback and evaluation of those. So we did that back in January and February. This has taken quite a few different phases to get through. And we're we're almost getting to the point now, a year later, where we we have a survey that is robust enough that can be used for different groups. And some of you may have filled out the trial, the pilot surveys back in sort of February, March, April time, we got about 200 odd responses. 
Um, we had 40 statements at that point, so it kind of got bigger. Um, but then we've reduced it down to about 28. And in October, November, December in 2020, that survey was out in 10 different schools. Um, so I was really excited to have people who'd told me in the past that they wanted to take part in my research, be able to take part, take the survey, fill it out um, themselves as teachers and their children in their classes to fill it out. And in fact, we got 2000 plus responses as a result of that. We're currently doing the analysis now and about 25 teachers filled it in as well across the two schools. Now that, that takes an awful lot of research management to get to that point. Um, but I'm hoping that this year we're going to get to a point where the survey could be used for a number of different different reasons and different purposes. But I just want to take a step back because people might go, well, what, what is the point of having a survey? Well, it, it's not to replace conversation and discussion about what DNT is for. But what it does help to do is have something that's been rigorously tested that if you're a school teacher you could use in a class um, at the beginning of a year um, to understand what the children in your lesson think the point of DNT is. You could take that analysis and you could use that to reflect on your teaching if you filled out the survey yourself, you can compare what you think compared to what they think. You could use it as a discussion point with them. We're hoping to use it this year to do some what we would call pre and post intervention survey, where we're hoping to do the survey in a number of schools, different to the ones that we've used already. Design some, co-design some interventions, some activities for classrooms, for conversations, for communications about DNT within the schools that may well influence our, our hope would be that would influence people's views about the broad value of DNT. And then we do a post survey so we can see if there's been any change as a result of the activities we've done. So that's that's one of the things we're hoping to do this year with that. But I also wanted to reflect on it because I, I really think it's important for DNT teachers to get involved in research, to do research on their practice. There are a lot of researchers who don't work in schools, like myself, who do research about DNT, but we only give one perspective. Actually, the DNT teachers in the classroom understand what the practitioner researcher questions are, what needs to be understood, what needs to be determined to be able to shape and develop what's happening in their schools and to develop children's DNT capability and even what DNT capability looks like. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the project to share a little bit about how you structure a, a project, you know, about starting with a question, something that you want to understand, that you would then explore. Now, from my perspective, working in university, I have to go through ethics. I have to go through a process of applying for ethical approval to collect data. Just to give you an insight to how big the project's becoming, I've got four ethical requests in at the moment that have gone in the last eight days so this project is now spreading into four different ways I've been working in one at the moment what that does is that makes you think about some of the rights and wrongs who might be affected by the data that you're collecting and how you're collecting it 
So again, if you're a DNT teacher, thinking about that, we can't just go and collect data for the sake of it or how we want. We have to think about who benefits, who's at risk, what we're going to do with it, where we're going to store it, how we're going to keep it safe, how we're going to protect people when they say things, they say things that we don't agree with, how we're going to respond. So that kind of ethical aspect is really important. And then how do we analyse questions? So we're doing some statistical analysis. I've got a colleague who's really um, our expert on the quants, the quantitative, the numbers side of it, who's doing that. So how are you going to do that? Um, I That is my one of my limitations, my areas for development, should we say. I'm pretty sure it's an appraisal target this year um, to develop my quantitative analysis skills. But if you're going to do qualitative, if you're doing interviews, how are you going to analyse it? What are you going to do with it? And then thinking about what does it mean? You know, so I'm curious about what people say the value of DNT is for, for lots of different reasons. And one of them is about is there a pattern to the way people think about the value of DNT? Is it to do with their age, their gender, their location, their ethnicity, their prior experience, their parents' experience, their education? their goals what they're hoping to achieve in life because I think if we can begin to understand what the origins of people's values are or what might be affecting them or whether there's a relationship between those characteristics I think that will help us think about if we want to move the subject in a different direction a new direction consolidate the subject I think we do have to take into consideration that people come to design and technology with different views, different experiences that all shape how they value the subject. And then those values affect how they behave, what they do, how they react towards design and technology. For me then, as a researcher, understanding those things helps me to understand people in design and technology that I work with, but if you're a DNT teacher and you're interested in research or specifically at the moment interested in understanding what people in your class say about the value of DNT, you can sign up to be on our list for participant calls. If you sign up for my newsletter at dralisonhardy.com, you can sign up um, to hear about research updates. And I'm hoping at some point that we get to a point with the survey that we can, when people request it, have a copy of the survey and we can help with the analysis to help teachers get a greater insight into what's going on in their classrooms. And so I think research as a practitioner gives an insight into what you're doing in the classroom. And that's what I'm hoping to do more of this year. So last year was very much about developing my research so that we had a, a survey we might call it an instrument or a tool to collect data to make it easy to do comparison between different settings and contexts and schools and classrooms and so on. So that this year that that survey becomes useful for practitioners. And I'm really interested to hear about how you might want to use that survey and how you might find that useful. And I don't mind whether you're a teacher, a researcher, somebody who's interested in design and technology do feel free to drop me an email at alison at alison. No, I've got a new, I've got a new email address, alison at dralisonhardy.com. If you listened last week, you'll know I've got a new website, so everything's changed. You know, if you're 
if you're if you're interested in thinking about how you might use the survey then do drop me a line if you want to be a participant sign up if you just want to hear more updates uh, then you can sign up to the newsletter but I am really interested to get more people involved more teachers involved more people who have a real passion and belief in the value of DT. so as ever thanks for listening and I hope to hear from you about how you might want to get involved You've been listening to the Talking DT podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening.